All right, let's do this one last time. My name is Drew Dodger, and for the last couple months, I've been doing a podcast with my good buddy, Jacob Heron. While we love film in general, with us being artists and all, we have a fascination with animation, and we decided to start an audio podcast after we both geeked out over the animated Transformers movie. We're not perfect, we've gotten names wrong, and we don't always agree on movies. But at the end of the day, we try to bring an informative and entertaining show to you all. And we'd like to welcome you to The Cellcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me this morning is a man who just got done being towed around behind a giant airship and a glider barge thing. Jacob! Why, thank you. And I'd like to introduce our co-host, a man who just had to go wake up a warrior for some stinking reason. Welcome, Drew. I just had to see what the thing was. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It didn't last long. No, it didn't. But anyway... How are you doing this morning, Jacob? Oh, man, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, financially not feeling so hot, but uh, yeah, I had to go put my car in the shop. Uh-huh. And uh, it was one of these, it wasn't the, like, down my car's on the side of the road and it won't drive. Uh, it was making a sound, making a sound. It was whining. And Should have offered it some cheese. Yeah. Or a biscuit. Yes. But, yeah, so I, I put the car in the shop, and it's like, okay, it's got to be this, this, or this. And so my mechanic says, oh, it's this. Oh, it's going to cost you about $500 to get fixed. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So this goes from one day to another. Uh, Saturday, apparently, they ordered the wrong part. And so I have to wait until Monday to get the part put on. And so the part gets put on. Uh, I get off work, walk down there. He's got the part on. It's driving, but there's still a hum. There's still a... Because the power of steering pump. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. So, there's still a whine. Like, and then he's talking about, oh, it could be this, it could be this. So, there's still a whine. Be like, it fixed part of it. But apparently, there's a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hopefully, this little whine kind of, you know, solves itself out. Maybe it's a... a, a, a something in the line maybe it's air mm-hmm. and hopefully it resolves itself because i don't want to spend that much money again i understand <laughs> not for a while anyway mm-hmm. but other than that uh it's been pretty good uh i once saw a uh i once actually saw a um the church we go to oh uh they do a uh they were doing a men's monday night football gathering mm-hmm. and Oh, that was so much fun! It was Cowboys versus the Giants, and it was just fun. It was a absolute. Which apparently, got upset by a cat. Yes, that was hysterical. Apparently, a cat, a little black cat, shows up on the field. Not mind you, this is in New York, so he's not a big mega cat. He's a pretty big little black cat, but he's just there in the middle of a play, and this cat streaks across the field. Right in front of the the, uh, the Giants' home um, uh, home line, mm-hmm. and starts wa- you know walking and running, and it's like 
it's the most entertaining thing in the planet. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was it was a great time. And plus, the Cowboys won. So, woohoo! So, yeah, that's been my week. How's yours? My week was very good. If y'all remember, uh, we had recorded throughout most of October ahead of time because yes. I was going to be gone yes. last week. We're finally and, caught up. Yes. I was gone last week. I was gone up to uh, the Broken Bow area of Southeast Oklahoma. Yeah. And then from there, we went up to uh, Queen Wilhelmina, which is on top of, I believe, Rich Mountain. Yeah. Spent a couple days there. Mm -hmm. And then came back, spent another night in Broken Bow, and then came on home. Gotcha. We had a good time. Yeah. We were in the clouds most of the day. We were on top of the mountain. Hmm. Which is an interesting experience. Yeah. When you realize, wait a minute, that's not dew I'm seeing falling anymore. That's <laughs> rain falling two inches. Because <laughs> you're sitting there going, wait a minute, that's a little darker than it was before. That's Oh, that's rain, and it's only falling two inches till it hits the ground. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Yeah. And, uh, so, question, be like, ever okay. since you're so high you know, high up, be like, how was the, uh, the breathing? It's not that high. Oh, okay. We were. Uh, it's not Utah. No, this is not. Yeah, this is the uh, these. This is uh te- the mountains there in o- in the southeastern part of Oklahoma and the mm-hmm. western part of Arkansas. Yeah, are technically a part of the Appalachian mountain range. Yeah, just the far south southwestern part of it. Okay, which is shrinking while the Rocky Mountains are growing. Weird. Well, it's. If you believe the ge- the liberal geologists, yeah, it's because those the Appalachian Mountains rose first. They're not rising anymore, and as they as they're being eroded, they are. That's why they're shrinking. While the Rocky Mountains are still volcanic activity pushing it up, which is why you have the Yellowstone supervolcano over there too. Hmm. So that's why. Gotcha. But we were only, I think. What is it? It's a 6,000 feet? No. I have to double check. I think it's six six to 7,000 feet above sea level. So yeah. it's not even as high as Denver. Oh, okay. I mean, we, when we checked it, it was like... Uh, okay. Um, when we were heading up there, my, my grandma asked at one point, uh, what's the highest point in Oklahoma? Because we were in Oklahoma at this point, and then before we traveled east over there and she looked my mom looked it up on her phone because i was driving and it's the part there above oklahoma right above the panhandle of texas yeah because that's how far their land rises from there you know to there from here so i said okay what's the highest peak okay that's different (laughs) that's over here that's That's the difference in the heights oh okay is the highest point is on flatland and we were technically in mountains, so it wasn't. We're, we're not that. The air was fine. Oh, okay. It was just wet and humid and cloudy. Huh. I did get some pictures, but I have not had a chance to run them through Photoshop to do you know little cleanup and one or two uh, HDR shots. So those will be up on the photo bin. I'm hoping by the end of the week. So keep an eye out for that. Gotcha. Yeah, we had a good time. That's good. Uh, Kind of to jump into what we've been watching this week, mm-hmm. before we left, yeah, which kind of remember this is all before Halloween. Me and my dad sat down for our semi-yearly. It's not as much yearly anymore now that yeah. I no longer live there, but our regular 
young, viewing of Young Frankenstein. Oh, okay. And of course, we quoted the whole thing throughout the entire movie because we've seen it enough times. Surprise! And what? every time we watch it, we catch a new something new in it. Hmm. For instance, this was the first time I think what was it? what was it we caught this time? I don't remember. Now I don't remember. But anyway, we had a good time watching that. And then uh, also I watched uh, Hocus Pocus uh, on Halloween night itself. Because oh. I had... Hocus Pocus is not a regular Halloween viewing for me. Because yeah. I only saw it last year for the mm-hmm. first time. And so I watched it again this year because it was on my mind. It's like, man, I wish Disney Plus was already up. Because then I could just watch it on Disney Plus. Yeah. I wonder if, if uh, I can rent it still from Amazon. So I'll go over to Amazon. Oh, look, it's there. Okay, watching this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hocus Pocus is an amazing film. It's funny. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. And then uh, as I was editing Lupin to get it put up Saturday morning, I caught a bug of sorts. Ew. A good kind of bug. It was... The, the question popped into my mind... I wonder if the where I can watch the anime, the original mm. show. Okay. So I did some searching, found out Crunchyroll has it, wow. which means you can also watch it on Verve. Gotcha. And uh, I have watched the first three episodes of Lupin the Third Part One. Hmm. That they call it Part One to just differentiate it from the other uh, series. I gotcha. I gotcha. It is now, admittedly it is subtitled only. I cannot find a dub of huh. it anywhere. So fair warning there. But I I watched that. It was enjoyable. It's it's funny watching Fujiko uh, trick Arse, uh, Lupin and uh, Jigen mm-hmm. uh, as she you know tricks them so she can get what she wants because she's always you know outsmarting them to get what she wants above them. Yeah, of course. And apparently, this is before Goemon joins the crew, so. I enjoyed that. That was fun. Uh, then I also started uh, my rewatch of Star Wars with Rogue One. Ah. Uh-huh. So I'm working my way through that. And then last but not least, I watched Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> I busy. will explain why I watched Spider-Man Homecoming at a later date. Because right. I think it's got about two weeks before that becomes relevant to most people. Okay. And then technically I also watched Gravity, but once again that will also be relevant for a later date. Yes, that will. Uh, so, now that I've gone through all that, what have you been watching? Uh, let's see, in our hiatus, our little hiatus, which our audience want to know, um, which, well, obviously they, they do know. That they now know. They now know. The cat's out of the bag! Or is it the Flurgan? Or is it the Flurgan? I don't know. What do you think, Goose? He's not saying <laughs> The only thing I've really watched be like I watched obviously I watched Gravity, which yeah. is going to be another. We'll another talk was, about that later. We'll talk, about, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, I got I had picked up I didn't pick up I uh I bought a few movies from Disney uh Disney Movie Club. Uh huh. And so they came in, and so I had the two disc, uh Lilo and Stitch Big Wave Edition, uh-huh. which is the only place you basically find. Deleted scenes and uh, documentaries and be like just a plethora of good stuff for this film. Mm-hmm. Because the cut, be like the cut we get, 
is a lot different than what the cut was originally was. Because mm-hmm. obviously this movie was made in 2002. Oh, it was... It was just, it was made right before nine eleven. Yeah, it was, and they made some changes to make in the climax to make it less. Yeah, trigger. Yeah, yeah, triggery. But like, I I got that, and I had ordered uh, the Great Mouse Detective mm-hmm. with it. I Good didn't choice. get. Yeah, I didn't get Great Mouse. What did you get? Oh, was I swear it? if you say Incredibles two. No, the Good Dinosaur. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I, st- I still have to get back with the... Uh, That's uh, one I'm wanting to do sometime at, uh, next year. Okay. If, well, I don't, I have if I didn't already have it on the list. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. So, yeah, that was the... Uh, I think I want to watching Lilo and Stitch to let me be twice. Because mm-hmm. I absolutely love Lilo and Stitch. Alright. <laughs> I don't know what that was. No, apparently it was a very... It's a very... Apparently in some... Foreign angli- alien language, it means something very gross. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Okay. But, yeah. So. What's in the news? What's in the news? All right. Because you actually did the news this week. Yes, I did. I actually have quite a bit of news, actually. So. All right. So. A week from today. Mm-hmm. Or from we're recording this. Yeah, from we're recording. We're recording on November, November 5th. Yes. On November 12th is when this occurs. Yeah. Disney Plus will finally be launched. <laughs> Don't be surprised if you hear the cat from outer space playing in the background of the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, as I wrote here, be like, ready your favorite childhood snack and drink and get ready for many hours of lounging on the couch. Because mm-hmm. that's what probably a lot of people are going to be doing. Taking a week off, enjoying their oh. fa- their favorite cartoons from their childhood. I'm not going to take reminiscing. A, I'm not going to take a week off primarily because I don't have any vacation time left. Right, I will be praying for freeze. <laughs> Which the way th- our weather around here has been, yeah, it's, it's, it's very been, likely. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very odd. Very. Yes. Odd. I mean, we had two. We had one day last week. Yeah the the, the Halloween morning. Yeah. I had to get out and scrape my window. Oh yeah, that was that was fun. Oh yeah, especially at six thirty, uh, six o'clock in the morning. Mm. I'm freezing my butt off, and I go, I gotta get to work. I gotta get to work. I can't wait on this thing. <sighs> I hate these. I, <laughs> thankfully, yeah, my scraper was where I could get it. Good, because I u- had to use it for something else earlier in the year. But that's beside the point. Yeah, but I knew where it was. That's the main thing. Oh, that's good. And so yeah. Alright, so we have Disney Plus coming out. Frozen 2. Now, mind you, this information is coming from animationmagazine.com mm-hmm. or .net, whichever. Dot something. Dot something. It's on the internet. Google it. Yeah, Google it. You'll find it. So, Frozen 2 is heating up with new TV spots and everybody needs to chill out. <laughs> oh, wow. All the weather, all the hot and cold puns. Yes. With the, you know, with, he re, you realize he missed a prime opportunity to just tell people to let, let it, it go. go. Yes. Um, with this highly anticipated sequel, Blasting in the Theaters, November 22nd, as of the day, November 5th, you can now pre-order your tickets. So, mm-hmm. if you are a diehard Disney, I mean, not Disney, well, obviously a Disney fan, Frozen fan, 
you might want to jump on this. You know, get your tickets early, go to your favorite uh, uh, cinema, theater, what have you, Mm -hmm. and reserve your tickets now because you never know. This may turn to a Star Wars thing. (laughs) That is true, which does mean me and you need to talk off air about whether we're going to wait for Jacksonville to finally get built or if we're going to just go ahead and buy tickets in Tyler. Okay, so yeah, we will talk about that later. Mm-hmm. All right, so on to a second part of news. And this one's very interesting. So apparently starting November 27th with the Heritage Air, the Heritage Auction Company, Heritage Auction Company, they you will have the chance to purchase classic Disney animated drawings from classics like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Sleeping Beauty, Peter Pan, and many more from several Wait for it. Legendary artist. Why did you split legend from... I'm just How curious. I met your mother. Wait for it. Legendary. Oh, I never watched that show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, what are so, you some referencing? Are fa- so, some of our fans will get it. They'll be like, yes, he did it. They'll be like, I don't get it. <laughs> Anyways. I'm not a fan of... <laughs> What's his face? Anyway. Neil Patrick Harris? Yes. <laughs> Hey, his character was awesome. In, that in show. my defense, I was about to say Neil deGrasse Tyson. So I was close. <laughs> I had the Neil part. <laughs> you did have it right. So uh, if you are interested, now these might cost a little, uh, a yeah, tiny, huge chunk of change. I don't have the money for it. I can already tell you without even no. looking at prices. <laughs> uh, if you are interested in viewing these these amazing pieces of art, I'm printing uh, them out. You can go to <laughs> comics.ha.com to view the auction items or. Blah, no. Blah. Oh, you're going to make the editing fun again. Right? Yeah, I am. Hang on. Me? <laughs> Alright. So, if you're interested in going to look at these amazing, incredible pieces of uh, classic art, you can go to comics.ha.com to go view these. Be like, and I've looked through a few of them. It's like, oh my gosh. If I had that kind of money, yes, I would buy one in a heartbeat. And also, you can visit, you can download the app of Heritage Auctions Mobile, to where you can get the entire category category category, yeah, not category. Uh, go to Heritage Auction Mobile, the app, and just you know view view um view the selection view the selection of the uh, amazing art that is being up for auction. And our final piece of news, HBO Max. Mm-hmm. All right. So apparently HBO Max is Warner Brothers' solution to Disney Plus, which will be launching in 2002 with the price tag... 2002? No. 2020? 2020. Thank you. I'm dyslexic. You're fine. <laughs> Just making sure everyone's timetables are yeah, in good shape. Like, wait, this came out of when? All right, so it launches in 2020 with a price tag of $15 per month. Now, compared to Disney Plus's $7 a month, that's pretty steep, right? But apparently, if you already have HBO... Uh-huh, which I don't. Yeah, I think it's if you HBO Now or HBO, there is no uh, additional price tag. And to give our audience a little sample of what is coming out on... HBO Max, you have companies like 
Crunchyroll. Well, that makes sense. They're owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. You have Osweet, HBO. Me, not... not a, bleh. You have Crunchyroll, Warner Brothers Entertainment, obviously. Uh-huh. TBS, CNN, Cartoon Network, HBO, obviously. Adult Swim, DC, obviously. Uh-huh. Max Originals, True TV, and TNT. So and on you, top of that, that's where the entire Ghibli library is going to be streaming from now yeah, on. Yeah, apparently. And apparently that's where all the Looney Tunes are going to be from now on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you have friend, you have shows like Rick and Morty, Morty Friends, Doctor Who, Top Gear, My Bi- uh, Big Bang Theory, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Awesome. I think it was technically made by Warner Brothers. Yes. The West Wing and classic Warner Brothers, uh, Casablanca, The Lord of the Rings Trilogy, and it's all opinions, mm-hmm. Happy Feet, Spirit Away, The Matrix, Wonder Woman, When Harry Met Sally, The Conjuring, and 2001, A Space Odyssey. So, yeah. It's interesting. It is interesting. It's it's, it's a very, it's okay there's a lot of stuff on here I really love to watch. And, like, a YouTuber that I like to listen to, listen to, watch, had said, it's like, yeah, you get the entire uh, Looney Tunes, you know, cat- like, their entire library. S- library, thank you. Their entire library. Except for those that are a little, let's just say, piece, non-PC. <laughs> well, Disney's doing the same thing. Yeah, so. that's true. On their stuff, their stuff that's not PC anymore, right? But it's 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 very interesting for those who be like it's it's kind of the who's going to win out at the end. Be like, is it going to be Disney Plus or HBO Max? I don't think either group has to actually win as long as they can exist side by side without causing trouble. Right. What this really sounds to me is like Netflix is in for some. Bad times. Oh, I agree. Coming forward because they, without having HBO or the the Warner Brothers stuff, or the Disney stuff, or the 20th Century Fox stuff, yeah, they're going to be stuck with Universal and Paramount, yeah, until they get their system up and running. Which Comcast, I think, is work, which owns Universal. Yeah, I think they're working on one. Yeah, right they, now, they, so they already have their own app or their own streaming service. Well, either way, yeah. So. Technically, CBS does too, but mm-hmm. yeah, it looks. I mean, like I, I feel bad for uh, Netflix right now because, because basically, within a couple of years, all they're going to have is all their original shows. Mm-hmm. And, and at some point, I think that's going to fall through too. Yeah. So we might see in a couple of years the topple of net of Netflix possibly, mm-hmm. which is really sad because that's where everything started. And now everybody else is doing their own little thing. Because no one wants to pay Netflix anymore. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. They want control. They, they, they just want to cut out the middleman so they get the money directly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I guess we should now move into our spoiler-free thoughts. Yeah. On Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. I'll let you start. Uh, Since you have already talked already, and then it'll be me. Alright. <laughs> so, to use a phrase... Of that people that young people I, I knew for the longest time I worked with youth for a long time, they used a the phrase, Meh. 
it's 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 not it's not one of those be like I'm just kind of mer today. Yeah. It's it's not oh my gosh the most amazing thing in the planet or it's not the worst. Yeah. It's kind of in the middle. It's kind of a mer. It's it's kind of a mer film. Uh, it's it's good. The animation's good. The uh the characters are good. The voice acting is really good. Yeah. And and some of it. The uh, it's just kind of there again. Mer. It's kind of kind it's of like not a, bad, but it's not great. Good. It's not bad, nor is it you know fantastic. Yeah. What are your thoughts? My thoughts. I mean, it's better than when I saw it fifteen years ago. Ah. But I grant that to the fact that I was watching it on Cartoon Network with uh, commercials every ten minutes, and I know there had to be some editing in there. Yeah. And not knowing what I was looking at, because that was probably would have been the first Miyazaki movie I saw was this movie. Ah. Uh, but I wasn't really into it at the time. Yeah. It's not bad. I think it's very well done. Yes. My problem is I've seen better. Yes. That's my main problem. Mm-hmm. That is not this film's fault. No. Because the reason this film is like that is because it was made in 1984. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the stuff that was made in the 90s is a little... Yeah. Done better. Yeah, I like... by by its very nature. Exactly. It's not bad. It's just not great. Yeah. I would suggest going and watching it just uh because it is still a good story. Yeah. It's just there's some things like the the point it's getting at and many of its characters are just done better in a later movie. Yeah. So I agree. I guess then we should move on to our full spoiler-filled review yes. of Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind mm-hmm. was written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. The English-language adaptation was written by Cindy Davis Hewitt and Donald H. Hewitt, with music by Joe Hisashi. I hope I said that right. Cast includes uh, Allison Lohman as Nausicaa. I did not notice there, there was nothing in hers that jumped out at me, but I chose that she was Trace from Gamer. I didn't watch the movie, it's just I had to pick something, and at least I'd heard of that movie. Okay, got it. In my defense. Uh, Patrick Stewart. Sir plays, Patrick Stewart. Pl- Sir Patrick Stewart plays Lord Yupa. Mm-hmm. He is known as playing Professor Charles Xavier in X Men and. Captain Picard in Star Trek. Which, for those who don't know, we're getting a Picard show next year. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. Uma Thurman plays Kushana. That's the princess of the the evil kingdom whose name I can't think of right now. The the one arm, no no legs. Yes. It's like, uh, what, what, what was it she said? Yes, the forest did this. And whichever man is... Uh, lucky enough to to uh, wed me, will see much worse. And I'm going, you're gonna be alone for the rest of your life, or marry for power. I hope you have fun with that. Yeah, sorry, lady. Yeah, but that was played by Uma Thurman. Yeah. Uh, the mo- the two things I uh, stuck out for me for her was she plays the bride in Kill Bill, right, and Poison Ivy in Batman and Robin. <laughs> 
Oh gosh! Can you blame me? She is. No. She is there a better casting for Poison Ivy yeah, than, than her I, at, at I that agree. time? At I that agree time. with you on that. Yeah. Uh, Chris Sarandon played uh, Kurotawa. That was her right hand flunky. Oh yeah. He uh, he was best known as pl- for playing Prince Humperdinck in The Princess That's Bride. That's what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> I it's heard like, that it's voice the perfect like, role for him. Humperdinck, <laughs> perfect. Um, Mito, which I didn't remember which one that one was. He was played by Edward James Olmos, hmm. who uh, I, I the main thing I saw is he plays Admiral William Adama in Battlestar Galactica, of course. Uh. Mark Hamill, of course, is the mayor of Pajit, and you know what he's famous for at this yeah, point. At but this just point. to be complete, Luke Skywalker, Joker. the Joker. Moving on. on, and a bunch of others. <laughs> yes, a lot of others. Uh, Jeff Bennett played uh, Gikuri and a Tolmekian soldier. Tolmekian, that's the name of the, Tolmekian. Okay. That's the name of the evil empire whose name I always forget. Yeah. Uh, the main thing I saw, he played Johnny Bravo. Oh, really? Yeah. Yo-ho. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tress McNeil plays Obaba. And sh- the main thing... She's got... She's another one of those that's got a lot of voice actors. Yeah. The main thing I know her for is Dot Warner in Animaniacs. Okay. Now, for my confusion, hearing it, it was also, like... Also... Sorry. She played uh, the voice of the Queen of Hearts in Kingdom Hearts. Of course! <laughs> Had of to course. throw that in there. Okay. So, anyway. So, to kind of intersect with that... Watching this movie the first time, be like listening is like, I thought it was like Obama or Obama. No, like, it is Obaba. Obaba. Okay. So that, you've that, not had to deal with uh, Japanese names for fortune tellers, have you? No, I haven't. I, that's that kind of alliteration of Obaba or something yeah. like that is common oh, when they okay. name a fortune teller character. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. So she wasn't named after her 44th president. Well, it'd be a little hard considering the time. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, continue. Uh, playing Lestal's and Asbel's mother okay. was Jodie Benson. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And she, she doing that? Yeah. played Ariel in The Little, Little Mermaid. And a certain other game you like. <laughs> I was going to be nice. I already said it once. Uh, Shia LaBeouf plays Asbel. And, of course, he was Sam Witwicky in the Transformers franchise. Yes. Uh, Mark Silverman plays King Jeel. Okay. And the main thing I saw that he was in was he is the voice of Rod Serling in the new Twilight Zone series. James Arnold Taylor uh, plays Mizu. Yes. And he is most well known for playing Titus in Final Fantasy X, (laughs) a.k.a. The Force Laughter Dude. Ha 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 the weirdest scene. And it's worse in the original Japanese. Oh, wow. Anyway. And of course, rounding out the cast, Frank Welker plays Gull. And since they always try to find a new one for him, in the television show Futurama... Yeah. He played Nibbler. Oh, yeah, the little... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Both his little noises and yeah. when he's actually speaking in proper English. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I gotta look that up at some point. 
If you've not watched Futurama, you are missing out. I've seen a few episodes of Futurama. That no, wait a minute. I have heard him speak before. Yeah, that was like okay, and now here it's Frank mm-hmm. Welker. It's like yeah, okay, that makes sense. It's Frank Welker. <laughs> Interesting. He does have a Megatron esque quality? Yes. <laughs> but right. anyway, all right. So this movie was released on November twenty fifth, nineteen eighty seven. Eighty seven. Eighty seven. Yeah, nineteen eighty seven. Copyright on the disc says eighty four. Hmm. Well, apparent. Or I'm not fighting you over this. I'm no, just, no, no, no. It, That's just odd. Yeah, this is from IMDb. Uh-huh. Right. That's where I got my information from. Uh, so apparently there's a gap. Either it was eighty four or eighty seven. Uh, Whichever. yeah. I, if I were to make a guess. So that's the thing with Nausicaa, not to jump in on your thing, is yeah. that there was there is technically another cut version of this movie mm. that was cut for English that they called the Wind Warriors or something like that, mm. that Hayao Miyazaki hated so much that when they went, when uh, Disney started getting the rights to dub more, mm. of, the, more of the Studio Ghibli stuff... He sent a katana to, uh, I think, John Lasseter. Yeah. I could be wrong on that. Engraved on the katana was the words, no cuts. No cuts? No cuts. I see that as a threat. <laughs> yes. Do not destroy my right. film. Right. Period. <laughs> so, and that was apparently in uh, response to what was originally done to Nausicaa. Oh, okay. So... Okay, well, good to know. Yeah, so that could be when the Wind Warriors came out, that, that 87. I don't know. It could have been. Because that would fit that timetable. But anyway, that's possible. Alright, with all that said, uh, it had a budget of 108 million yen. Mm-hmm. And its box office in Japan was 1.48 billion yen. It made its money. Yeah. In the spades. This is also technically the first film produced by Studio Ghibli. Ah. Even though Studio Ghibli was not formed in name yet. Oh, This is all all the same company, but they were not known by that name. They They didn't have a name really at the time. They were just a production company that made this movie for uh, the original distributor whose name I can't think of. Let's see the disc again. Sorry. It doesn't say on here, so never mind. All right. Never mind. <laughs> All right. So, it had a U.S. budget, mm-hmm. presum- presuming dubbing and that kind yes. of stuff. It had a budget of a million dollars. Its U.S. gross was $497,000. Mm-hmm. Its worldwide gross with a U.S. dub mm-hmm. was $2 million plus. That makes sense, because... Uh, I think my understanding is this film did play better in Europe and in Australia. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, admittedly, when it would have come out here was when a lot of the Studio Ghibli stuff was being... They were kind of flooding the market a little bit. So, I think that's just what caused people not to... This one not to stick out for a lot of people is it was there. Yeah. Essentially. I guess they didn't know it was any different from uh, Castle in the Sky or uh, Porco Rosso or, for that matter, Princess Mononoke. Yeah. But, yeah. 
All right, good deal. So let's get into our likes and dislikes. Looks fun. Likes and dislikes. I love the opening sequence. The way they tell the story yeah. of the the what they call the seven day fire. Yeah. Uh, between shifting oh. between tapestry, full animation, mm-hmm. even if it's in silhouette, back to the tapestry, you get pretty much the idea that crap happened and yes. very badly crap happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's just the way that it tells that part of it before you know the story itself really gets going good. Yeah, it's epilogue. Uh, yeah, it it tell it it's just very well handled. But yeah, that's the first thing I liked. Okay. My first like would actually be... Ah. Nasuka herself, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, she's she's a very interesting character. She's not, you know, a character that we have not seen before. Really, mm-hmm. She's very that very archetype of a, a strong female character like Mizaki loves to use. Yes. Which I can't blame her. Can't blame him. Because um, I'm the exact same way. I love having a strong female character. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, this girl's got some skill. Let's just say yeah. that for being for being a princess, and for the time period which this was made, mm-hmm. like you really didn't have like really strong princess characters who could fight. Yeah, who would get into a scuffle, who would fly around on a glider the entire time. Yes. <laughs> uh, so in that, I mean, like I really enjoyed the enjoyed the part of the movie was Nasuka. Now she does. She does flip flop a little bit here or there, with the. Uh, at one point, she kills like five people after they murdered her father, mm-hmm. and then the next scene, she's crying. You know, be like, you know, crying passes them. Be like, don't kill each other. Like, murder is wrong. So yeah, that's maybe like a like a like a flip between a good and a bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah. The girl can hold her own. Like, yeah, I would definitely not want to, te- you know, get in a scrap with Nasuka. Yeah. She might kill you three different ways. So, yeah, that was that was one of my likes. Okay. My second like is the all the flying you see in this movie. Yes. One of the mm-hmm. other things that becomes very obvious when you're watching through Miyazaki stuff is he's in love with flying scenes as yes. well. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time you really can get a lot of good looks at that. Between the shots of her and the glider, uh, flying through, you know, the forest yeah. and all that. Yeah, those are amazing. Yeah. The uh, shots there with the airships mm-hmm. in that battle. Although, in that one center, they're going, these ships are paper thin. Yeah. <laughs> as fast as they're going down. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I think one of the characters would be like, it's like, yeah, that's what we get buying cheap planes. <laughs> um, it's it's just I lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, all the flying shots in this one are are spectacular. Uh, even the one flying vessel that makes absolutely no friggin' sense, which is. I think of it as the basket of a hot air balloon. Oh, without yeah. the balloon that is somehow carrying baby insect. Yeah, over the acid lake, which thank goodness they landed on an island. Yeah. But plot anyway, <laughs> that is the weirdest 
design. I don't even know how that one works. Yeah. But all, all of those shots of the, of the flight is done very well. Uh, yeah, that's definitely my second like. Hmm. Uh, my second will be the animation. Mm-hmm. It's Ghibli. It's uh, Miyazaki. That that style of animation. It's still fluid. It's still incredible. Uh, and not to give it knocks to the fact that it was mm-hmm. done in the '80s. There were so many amazing films that came out in the '80s that were yes. incredible, and this fits right along with it mm-hmm. animation wise. They're going to the flying scenes. To yes, the backgrounds were absolutely just gorgeous. Just absolutely breathtaking in some in some shots. Um, the animation is just it's they're again incredible. Yes, yeah. it's incredible and uh, it hits it out of the park like every time mm-hmm. with the uh, Ghibli and uh, uh, Miyazaki films. Yeah. Just, yeah, the animation's incredible. Okay, the third thing I liked, okay, specifically is the animation yeah. on the insects. Oh yeah. There are a lot of moving parts on every single one of the insects we see in there. From the giant ohms yeah. to uh, those other smaller drag- giant dragonfly yeah. things to whatever it was that crash landed uh, outside the city that they had to uh, get back in, you know, back to the forest that was started calling for uh, help. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, Near when the pl- the airship first crashed, yeah. near the town, uh, all the, the design of all of those insects is done so well that the movement of these giant creatures is absolutely believable. Yeah, even when you're looking and going, okay, I know how they did that. Yeah, <laughs> there's a little bit of layering movement they're doing to make that thing work, and even the the standard visual language of Blue eyes, meaning they're docile. Red eyes, meaning they're enraged. Yeah. To even the point when, near the end of the movie, all the ohm of the forest are raining down on the Valley of the Wind, and all you see is a black and a sea of red Mm. eyes. Yeah. That is an amazing shot. Oh, yeah. Even the last one where... After she gets knocked out. Yeah. And you start seeing the blue eyes turning red across the entire thing. Yes. Somehow she has calmed them all down. Yeah. It's she's not unconscious ex- and nearly dead. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm assuming the baby must have had something to do with that because it was already calm before. Yeah. All that happened. It's weird. It's odd. And plus there's... I'll get to... The dislikes in a minute. I'm gonna try and stay off of that. It's the way the animation is handled and all that bit is and that wasn't a very important part to getting the look yeah. of this uh film down. Yeah. Is getting the movements of the insects to look believable and not be, you know, just terrifying. Yeah. While still being insect like. Yes. Yeah. Is naturally terrifying movements. Right. So yeah. It's I especially enjoyed that part of it. Okay. So, my third would be Sir Patrick Stewart's character. Yes. Oh, my... I, I love... Patrick his... Stewart wishes all his roles allowed him to swing swords like that. Yes! <laughs> and the only reason he can do it in this one is because it's animated. Yeah. 
But like the fact to be like he's the first character, I think mm-hmm. the first character you meet. Yeah. And it's like he's known as this legendary swordsman and no one can defeat him. Mm-hmm. And he literally takes a blade to the forearm and, and just nothing. Yes. <laughs> nothing phases this guy. Mm-hmm. It's like if you put Nasca and Stewart's character in a room, like everybody's dead. Everybody's just toast. Uh, that's his character of be like he be like he goes and wonders the land and trying to discover what was going on. Mm-hmm. Isn't he like a, a chief priest, a chief or something? It's not exactly stated what he is, other yeah. than he's a legendary swordsman. Yeah. One kind of gets the feeling that at least in the Valley of the Wind, he's like the the chief general or yeah, that's what I keep thinking. The, he's an important leader. Mm-hmm. He's essentially he's Kenobi. Yeah, I, I can see essentially that. that's what he is. He's just he's got other things he's worried about. He just he's really just making a pass back through town because he passed by to deliver mm-hmm. news to King Jeel. Yeah. That's a pretty and, and while he's there, he acts in defense of the Valley of the Wind because yes. that's his homeland. Yes, or at least he, that's his loyalty to the to the to the ex king. Okay, it's not exactly stated what he is, other than he is a lord. Yeah, there's there's a lot in this movie that isn't exactly explained. Very, and I wonder to some degree how much of that is in the English dub, possibly. And not, uh, maybe not as as obvious in the Japanese dub. Uh, as a bit of trivia, though, in response to Lord Yupa, his mounts, the giant birds. Oh yeah, they are the inspiration for the chocobos in Final Fantasy. Really? Okay, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was the reverse. No, they are the inspira- Those are the inspiration for the chocobos. That in, makes sense. In file in, in the Final Fantasy franchise. Yeah, the chocobos first showed up in Final Fantasy two, which I believe was nineteen ninety. Oh, okay, I do. I do have to say is a good point. The design of their mask. Yes, like every character wears, including the 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 chocobo like characters. Mm-hmm. Like, those are really interesting because it's got this big gowls down here. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay, I'd be really interested how they work, but they never go into it. It's just, oh, it's, it's not impor- It's not important to the story. Yeah, it's, it's essentially a gas mask that's yeah. got, you know, places for it to inflate while you breathe in as it mm-hmm. filters the air coming through. Yeah. To keep the poison out. Right. So, let's get into the dislikes of this. Okay. Year. My first dislike is... How st- stupidly the English dub writers think we Americans are. Okay. There is a large... they Throughout the English dub, there yeah. are large portions of text that, you, that are being said conveniently by people who are either not on screen or are wearing those gas masks. Right. That are saying obvious things mm-hmm. that... Especially there in the beginning where she's... Going through the the, the toxic forest, mm-hmm. and she's talking to us, but she doesn't need to talk to us. And I kind of got the feeling. Admittedly, I have not gone back and listened to the Japanese dub. Yeah, I should have at least in the scene. But it felt like the character's not really saying anything here because she doesn't need to say anything. Yeah, and is my defense on that? 
that scene is very much like the scene of Rey in The Force Awakens when she's going through the Star Destroyer. Oh, yeah. Rey didn't need to say a word. Yeah, it was all visual. Throughout the entire thing. And really, Nausicaa doesn't need to say a word throughout that, but in the English dub, she won't shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And even at one point, when she's, you know, she took her mask off in the forest. Yeah. Because that was, I guess that was the easiest way she could communicate to them. Yeah. That they weren't going to die. Yeah. She wasn't going to let them die. And she goes, goes, oh, I think I inhaled a bit of that gas. And nothing happens because of it. Jeez, yes. Because I'm convinced that line was added in English. And was not said in Japanese. I'm convinced that's the case. Oh my gosh. It's like, why yeah. did you say anything? I would have passed and no one would have cared. Yeah, that that, that, that plot point is never brought up. Yes. It's just like that's gotta be something added in the yeah, English dub. Exactly. And for whatever reason they added it and then didn't take it back out when it had nothing to do with what was gonna go on because she wasn't poisoned. But anyway. Yeah. Anyways. My What's your one, first bat thing you didn't like? My first one was uh, the Warriors. <laughs> the Warriors and their... They build these characters up to be so monumental. You see their petrified or their skeleton remains mm-hmm. all over the place. Yes. Everybody talks about them, how they're they're legendary. They destroyed the world and we need to use them to destroy the bugs. And we finally get to see one. In action, and it's... Incomplete. It, incomplete, and it melts. Like, it's a, then why would... Yeah, I understand you're trying to build a mythos Admi- about something. Admittedly, them being in the lore as to... And, you know, their skeletal remains being around there, that yeah. was fine. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. Okay, that happened, they're gone now, and all that's remaining is the skeletons and all that. Yeah. And it make And to some degree, it works that... The country of Pajit, mm-hmm. unearthing one that happens to still be alive, yeah, that uh-huh. starts off the whole yeah thing makes sense to me, right? But the fact that, and it makes sense that you know the, the what is the name of the country again? Tamekian. Tamekian. It's not a Dragon Ball Z character. I know. I wasn't going to say it was Namekian. Tolmekian. Tolmekian. Yeah. It it makes sense that the Tolmekians would, as they took control of it, go ahead and start trying to resurrect it. Yeah. And to some degree, it makes sense that when everything is hitting at its worst, you would at least try to get, use all the weapons you have, which includes the warrior, mm-hmm. even though it's not finished yet. But it's just so disappointing. It is. It's just disappointing. And how that turns out. Yeah, it's it's cool that it fires this huge blast. We, like, blast all the bugs. Yeah. And it's like, and then it just falls apart. It's like, really? Yeah. Because I was expecting this enormous monster to come out of nowhere, you know, tall, powerful, and and then you well, see this, this thing you. just like is falling apart while it's trying to move. I can just... tell you why you're expecting that, and I think you know why. Why is that? This movie, we've hinted at that there was another movie that came out after this one that did what this movie did, but better. Yes. That movie is Princess Mononoke. Okay. Yes. It came out uh, in 92, 93. 
three? What's it say on the back of that? It, it came out in the mid-90s. Because it's one of the first... 1997. 97. So it's about 10 to 15 years after this one does. Yes. It has a lot of the same characters. Oh, yeah. Just with different names. Yeah, a lot of the same themes. You just trade out giant bug monsters for... Spirits. Spirits. You change out the hero being actually being the guy instead of the girl. girl. Mm-hmm. And you change out the Teme- Tolmechians, Tolmechians for people with uh, people with the worst dregs of humanity. Yeah, in Irontown, and just for fun, we're gonna throw in, we're gonna let you kill the god of the forest. Yeah, and he's gonna turn into a giant monster thing to yeah. attack and actually do what the warrior didn't get to do in this movie. Yeah. I don't want. I hate bringing up another movie. Yeah. In the middle of the review for obviously a a movie that was you know older. Yeah. It could do to. all the stuff that Mononoke could do. Mm, yes. And that is not fair to Nausicaa of the Valley yeah. of the Wind. Agreed. Agreed. It's just I saw Mononoke. I'm not going to say I saw Mononoke first, because I saw Nausicaa first, technically. Yeah. But Mononoke makes such a good impression on me that, and knowing it's made by the same people, I can't look at that and go, this is Mononoke before they really were up to Mononoke. Yeah, I was I was kind of the reverse, because I saw Mononoke first. Mm-hmm. And when I saw Nausicaa, it's like, okay, this is almost a reskinning and flipping of that film. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So, my second dislike... Yes. <laughs> what is your second dislike? My second dislike is... Uh, I don't like the pollution. Yeah. The toxic forest. Yes. I understand it sits between the three countries. It's the main thing separating the three countries from each other. Yeah. Because they can't go through it without, you know, getting killed from the toxicity. Or the bugs. Or the bugs. I hate bugs. <laughs> And because the three nations grew up separate from one another, they in different situations. Yeah, you got Pajit out in the desert. Mm-hmm. We don't get to see where the Tolmechians are from, but I'm going to make an assumption it's a very urban environment, mm-hmm. very warlike environment. And Warm. then you've got, yeah, pretty much. And then you've got the Valley of the Wind. Which is in apparently the one place in the entire flipping world where regular plants can grow at the moment. Right. <laughs> because the winds are always blowing through and blowing the poison out. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Kind of. But at the same time, I'm still going, okay, I sh- this is just the promised land and it's going to... This is Eden that's about to get ruined due to the hate and anger of man. Yeah. It's kind of how they picture that. Because yeah. the, the earth is angry. It's what you run into when you run and get these very environmental sh- uh, things where they're trying... Not trying to force environmental uh, environmentalism yeah. down your throat, but it's the center of the problems. Yeah. It's all... What everyone did 50, uh, 500 years ago, however yeah, long ago, years ago, and now we're trying to deal with it, mm-hmm. and we don't know enough about what's going on to even know to make the right decision. Right. I understand 
white people would ignore Nausicaa on what she's trying to say because for how almost the entire movie she comes across as a she comes across as a child pretty much that's the best way I know how to put it she's she is the one who's actually knows what's going on don't get me wrong because she has gone to the trouble of growing those plants mm-hmm. in good soil oh yeah that's one thing I do so like that's, about her. I do like that part of it but you then got her going I've never dealt with my own hate before and I go so angry when they killed father so now I tried to kill them and that scared me so much I'm now going to say no one's allowed to kill you should no one should die yeah it's like okay I get what you're saying and I know that kill and I'm, I'm still going to blame the English dub on this one too <laughs> for being honest yeah I know that the anger and the hate and the killing is what attracts the insects. Yeah. So that's why it makes sense mm-hmm. why they need to stop all the hurting and the killing. Yeah. And I'm still sitting there going, has no one else observed that these bugs are attracted by violence? <laughs> Apparently not. Has nobody noticed this? Except for the Valley of the Wind, where they don't burn tremendously. They just burn with small fires. Yeah. And it's like, how stupid are the other countries that they have not noticed that the one country that's got green trees and green grass and plants and mm-hmm. good food and clear, I'm assuming clear water. Yeah. I assume that's a problem elsewhere. I don't know that perhaps what they're doing might be what we need to be doing over here. No, yeah. we're going to burn everything. Burn the, we're going to burn the forest down. <coughs> Excuse me. It's just, the logic of pig-headed people mm-hmm. bugs me. I understand. But anyway. <laughs> so what was your second thing? You did uh, I think you you tapped on it earlier. Pig-headed people? No. No, this isn't, you know, it's more along the lines of, uh, you, you pointed out the fact that there's such a similarity between uh, Princess Mononoke and Nausicaa. Mm-hmm. That that was the one thing because they're gonna be like, I watched Mononoke first. Yes, and so now I have this comparison going on in my head. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, Mononoke did this a lot better. And I'll grant you, I yeah. agree with that sentiment, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's fair to Nausicaa to yeah, I, hold I, it up I, to it. Yeah, I I agree with that because it's. Well, like I said earlier, there's 10 to 15 years of advancement in the craft. Yes. Uh, the, of this studio, so. Yeah, yeah. There again, be like, my first viewing was actually mine. Okay, so you'd be like, I naturally went there. It's like, this is a reskinning of this film, but. Other way around. Other way around. Other way around and slightly flipped. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, that, that was one of the nitpicks about, you know, watching this film. I kept. Comparing it to Mononoke, that that was that was one of my. Eh, it's it's one of those. Meh. Yeah. Anyway, it's just hard to like something when you've seen something do what that movie is doing, but better. Yes, I understand that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It, it was it wasn't there again. It's not a terrible film. It's just I had Mononoke sitting very firmly in the back of my head watching this. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what is your number three? The third thing I didn't like. Why on earth did they give her a pink dress when she's been wearing blue this entire flippin' movie? <laughs> Only so that when the bug bleeds on her, it turns blue again. So that by the end, oh, 
she's obviously the the man in blue oh, in the field of gold. Good night. Like, yes. Just let her wear her normal clothes. I understand that you're. She had to change clothes in order to sneak off the ship. Yeah, I get that. And honestly, I do like her costume at the in the. Pe- I do like her pageant dress. Yeah, design. That's a cool looking design, especially after the bug bloods got on it. Yeah, I have to ask if you're going to keep if you're going to have that quote unquote twist at the end. Mm-hmm. Why do you have her wear blue the rest of the movie? Because the only time she wears something that's not blue is when she first gets the dress from the Pedget Princess. Yeah. Mother. And it's pink. Yeah. And it somehow turns blue when the blood of the when the bug blood gets on it. Yeah, it's weird. Which I don't think dyes work that way. No, they don't. Unless it's just like a very thin blood. It's yeah. odd. And plus the only way Baba, or whatever her name is. Yeah. Obaba. Obaba. Knows this because the little girls quoted the, the 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 prophecy back to her. It's like, she's wearing a blue dress that I've never seen before. And she looks like she's in a field of gold. Uh. I was like, do I need this spelled out? Do I really need this? Because this is not something I can blame the English dub on. No. It's very obvious how the Japanese... What was in the Japanese was going... Explain what she looks like. Oh, she's wearing a blue dress. Oh, my word. It's like, really? <laughs> the Japanese surely didn't need that explained to them. No. Like, they're five. <laughs> and plus, that that, kind of, that that first scene, you see Nasuka, and you see, you know... Uh, she's wearing blue. Oh, what's the legend? A man in blue. Yeah. In a field of gold. And she's oh, sitting in a field of green. It's like, it's like oh, it's she's our main character. It's obviously not her. She's a, she's a girl, not a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, For those who can't, who are not Jacob, I just did a weird hand movement that we <laughs> that showed my frustration with stuff. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, so my number three kind of compounds a lot of it. The story seems to wander a lot. I mean, like it's, it's going through. Be like. The, the it's war, got, it's the... got three different plot lines it's following yeah. the entire yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely. It has those three plot lines you're kind of just weaving through, and the it's got that, and then it just ends with not with no solid conclusion. Yeah, it's it's because literally... at the end of the movie we a have no conclusion to the war really. Yeah. yeah, there's no conclusion. B we have no idea how they got out of the field of Ohm. Yeah, so. Yeah, the Ohm are nice and all, but now they're just sitting there. How is... And somehow lifting her up on those glowy yellow tendrils. Yes, that never made sense. Because I'm thinking, how strong are those tendrils? But she's able to walk around like she's on flat ground. Yeah. That made zero sense. It should be like she's trying to walk on a raft in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. And the raft is loose. (laughs) That's how it should look. And yet she's just walking like it's dragging. It's like... I, I understand where they're going with it, but from a physical standpoint and an animation standpoint, she should not be able to do that. Yes. It's just... And plus, can you just imagine all those tendrils holding you up, what that's got to feel like? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. 
Yeah. It, it can't yeah. be pleasant. No, it can't. But anyway, especially after sh- that one scene where it completely engulfed her like a cocoon. Yeah. Like, uh, what is that? Oh, the Pageant Prince is alive. Let's go get save him. What? <laughs> You're saving him from the people who just told you he's alive. <laughs> and, and they hate him because he's shooting his gun because he's in self-defense mode. <laughs> if you didn't can tell that Drew is kind of frustrated. It's not frustration. It's just there are a lot of decisions in this story that I'm just in the writing of this story. Yes. That while they make sense, I'm still sitting there going... Really? Mm-hmm. This is where we're going with this? But anyway. Yeah. So, with how this movie ends, is that the, the the bugs, I'm going to call them. Yes. The bugs be like, they their eyes go all blue because Nausicaa has sacri- somehow no. calmed them by sacrificing mm-hmm. herself, by standing in front of them while they're charging at her, and she gets knocked a hundred yards mm-hmm. into the air. Yeah. Along with the baby, she baby Ohm she just saved. Yeah, and we don't care about you, kid. Like, bam! Yeah, it's like <laughs> well, it makes sense. They're enraged. They don't know what's going. On. And all of a sudden, somehow they get knocked up in the air. The scene camera goes wide to see all this. All of a sudden, the blue starts spreading out as the Ohm are calming down. It's like how and why. Yeah, that's all I want to know. How and why? And then they just all. Be- they disperse because, and because, like everybody goes about their life. It's because like, the baby Ohm should be dead. Yeah, and exactly. so should she. she. <laughs> but no, they have to build this so, scene up to where yes. it, and it's then the it prophecy. Just, and, yeah, she fulfilled the prophecy. What does that mean? We don't know. Here's the credits. And it's like, like get, get. what was she? What did she do? What was the pro? What was all it was? He would sh- the the man in blue in the field of gold would show up. And she did what? that, and she did that. It's like, but what was he there to do? Ooh. Was he there to stop the insects? Was he there to stop a war from brewing? Yeah, to be was our he, salvation? Was what? he just there to hang out and have fun? <laughs> <laughs> it's... I'm the fourth Blue Man Group! Come on! Let's go! It's just... Uh, yeah, it's it's got, a, it's got a very weird... I don't want people to get the wrong idea that I did not enjoy this movie. Yes. Because I enjoyed this movie a lot. It's just... There are some things that when I think about it after the fact... I'm going, really? Really? This is where we're going? (laughs) I I actually had two... uh, My three turned into, like, two other points. So... Go ahead. Alright. So, this one's going to be a little bit odd. So, was Nusko wearing pants? (laughs) No, she wasn't. <laughs> she was not wearing underwear. Well, I mean, there like, is one shot where you can see her. It's while she's still in her regular clothes. Yeah. And she, and the wind kind of just blows it up. And you kind of just see that it goes, her legs go up quite a ways with nothing blocking them. So you're going, oh my goodness, she's not wearing any underwear. <laughs> And then the thought crosses you, wait a minute, every time she's in that glider and she's holding herself up, anyone behind her has got a clear view. Well, obviously... Including all the people in that barge. So, (laughs) she's mooning everybody. The entire movie. Well, 
I actually had to because I saw that first when she meets Patrick Stewart's character. Yes. She goes up and hugs him and it gets that big wide shot of her. She's coming in be like from a rear perspective. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way on earth they're doing that. And so we have to pause it. Back and, up and go, oh my word. No, it's <laughs> a, like, it's, it's. I've heard of panty shots before, but at eesh. least those are have panties. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it the way it's animated, because you would see how. Because if it was actually just human skin, be like you'd see human skin. Yeah. But you actually see some curve into like when it goes into like the you know it looks like she's wearing clo- like some kind of she's wearing something, but it's hard to tell. Yeah, it's 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 her skin tone. Yeah, it's her skin tone. I'm just like that was the weird. It was like it it almost feels like they weren't originally intending to put anything there, and at the last minute they thought. Guys, we need to cover this up a little bit. Can we just draw two little lines and be done? Say, like, oh sure, yeah, make it simple. Oh, okay, yeah, throw that on the other hundred frames and we're done. Yeah, it's a good thing we only did this the one time. Yeah, but that was the weirdest. It was like, is Nasuka wearing pants? That was weird. She just needed to have a pair of shorts on underneath that. Yeah, thing. no one would have cared. They could have been in white. Who cares? Well, I'm saying, go ahead and make it blues, just so you're not going. Oh, there's a panty shot. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so kind of the the boil of this story down to its essence is that humans are bad. Nature is good. Humans must die. <laughs> in a sense. Uh, no, way, it's trying to show we should be living in harmony with nature. Yes. It's not saying humans must die. It's just, of, co- uh, of course the bugs are attacking because we dared to bring the warrior back to life. We don't deserve to live when we try to win with those tactics. Thinking, you did not bring the warrior back to life. The Tomekians brought the warrior back to life. It ain't your fault. They're the only one. They and the Pegites are the only two people who should even quote unquote be punished by nature. Yeah. Because if they hadn't even shown up, y'all would still be living in peace. Yeah. Be angry at them, not at you. Yeah. You are defending yourself against idiots. Yeah. Who aren't paying attention. Who are more worried about power and being the ones in control than like, doing what's right for their country. <laughs> yeah, like you said, pig headed. They're very pig headed. But anyway. Uh, that kind of reminded me of the mask because it kind of looked like well, snap. <laughs> moving, <laughs> moving right uh, along. <laughs> so uh, yeah. we should go ahead and give our ratings yes. for this movie. All right, and believe it or not, I'm giving <laughs> this movie an eight. All right, it's. I know it sounds like I've complained about a lot in this movie. Yeah, and I've frustrated with some plot points. Mm-hmm. Most of that comes from sitting around and thinking about it after the fact. Yeah. During the movie itself, it is perfectly fine. It flows naturally. You're, the logic makes sense. Yes. It's, it made sense to me. Okay. <laughs> and it's a fun ride. I agree with you there. It was a fun ride. It's just when I look back on it and go, okay... Y'all could have saved a lot of time if evil princess of the Tolmechians would have just 
used her brain in the beginning of it instead of, I'll hold off till the princess gets here. Oh, I'm tired. Let's go attack. Oh, no, wait. Uh, she's the plane, uh, the plane is landing in front of us. Why are you firing, you idiot? You told them to fire. <laughs> what the crap are you doing, lady? They can't make up their mind of this movie. Yes, it's like... Okay, moving on. Yeah. And bang. <laughs> I'm going to go off stupid if I keep going off this. And I still want to point out to people, I liked this movie. <laughs> it was fun. It was enjoyable. I had a good time. What are your thoughts? Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, I thought about giving it a lower number. That I was like, no. Uh, even though I see it has a lot, there's a lot of plot problems in this film. And, uh... I enjoyed it for the most part, and the movie itself would just drag, and it'd just be like, okay, I'm slogging through this film, I'm no longer having fun with this film, mm-hmm. just trying to get through it, and uh, it's one of those films where, okay, I've watched it, I can tell people, hey, I've watched the film, I can give my critique of it, mm-hmm. but I don't think this is kind of film I'm going to ever, you know, pick up again, it's, it's not like Mononoke that mm-hmm. pick up, it's like, oh. I would definitely watch that again. Yeah. Probably not with uh, Nasca. Mm-hmm. Uh, there again, it's a good film. I mean, it's a good, solid, Ghibli, Miyazaki film. Mm-hmm. And this is the film that essentially built Studio Ghibli. So, yeah. you gotta give it props for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is their Snow White. Oh, wow. Okay. I well, can see that. Yeah, I can see Snow that. Snow White is the movie that built Disney. Yes. So... This is their ver- this is essentially their Snow White for Studio Ghibli. Agreed. Um yeah, so yeah, I would definitely give it a seven. It's you know, there again, it does have its problems as a film. And uh yeah, it's it's definitely worth a watch. Definitely mm-hmm. worth a watch. Uh once, uh maybe maybe our audience would enjoy it and probably won't watch it again. For for me personally, I'll watch it and I enjoyed it for what it was. I may revisit it in another time, but not probably anytime soon. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, as a little bit of of a studio audience participation, yeah. many of you may have noticed I finally started a Facebook page yes. to go along with our group. And in on that page, I posted the question that said, uh, we're recording our episode on Nausicaa, the Valley of the Wind tonight, and it's coming out this Saturday. If you've seen it, what are y'all's thoughts on this movie? We had one person actually respond. Really? Yes. Uh, Logan Sharp, who is the uh, uh, host of another show called The Reformed Gamers. Okay. He responded with, This was my first Studio Ghibli film, and I thought it was incredible. The pacing may have been inconsistent, but the animation, story, and characters were all captivating. Okay, then. So, uh, I will do my best moving forward to post a similar question. The day we're recording, first okay. thing in the morning. So, keep keep, uh, keep a lookout for that on Tuesdays. To uh, if you want to voice your opinion on the movie, we're going to be recording that night. Yeah, and your post will be read. Hopefully, hopefully, if there's not a buttload and I've got to pick stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I can probably imagine in the future we do a very very popular movie, and then everybody's it's like, like, it's like, well, I've got a hundred comments here. I can't read all of them. <laughs> We'd be here all night. Yes. So, uh, that brings us to the end of another episode. Well, I gotta say, Blake, is it family friendly? 
Yes, because we didn't talk about that earlier. No, we didn't. Uh, yeah, I do think it is family friendly. There's yeah. not any cursing in here at all. There's not. I mean, the bugs are can be a little maybe a little bit scary for our younger viewers. Yeah, but I think they're fine. Yeah, to be honest. It's, yeah, it's it's got a lot of violence because mm-hmm. dude, it is war. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, is, is I, that I don't the, remember outside of the the bug blood. Yeah, in that one scene, I don't think there's any other blood. Not that I can recall. Be like there might be, but. Uh, it's definitely family friendly. Uh, there again, be like your children might be like, I don't get it. <laughs> kind of, yeah, in, in some ways, but yeah, it's it's definitely family friendly, and I think you know for a family, you might want to watch it. I, I think as a if I was to watch it as a kid, I would have been like, okay, cool. Oh, something else to do. Yeah, yeah. that been me. But yeah, so yeah, definitely fam- family friendly. All right, well, that does bring us to the end of another episode of the yes. Cellcast. Yes, it does. Under normal circumstances, we would be rolling at this point, but because we are in the middle of Studio Gib- or Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli Month, yes. uh, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you the next movie that we are going to be reviewing is Castle in the Sky. Ah. It's a fun one. Gotcha. Uh, so Looking keep, forward to look, it. Uh, keep an eye out for that one. Uh, where can they find you, Jacob? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron and my personal art page, uh, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I attempt to, with air quotes, try to draw every day, which I don't get to as much anymore, but I'm, I'm slowly getting back into the rhythm of mm-hmm. it. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. And I don't think it's anywhere a place you can find me, but um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's all I've got. What do you got? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Drew Dodgen. You can also find me over uh, on a bleh. You can also find my personal photography page over at Drew's Photo Bin, where I try to post pictures regularly. Uh, hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, there will be new. Uh, there'll be some new posts out there from okay. my vacation. Excellent. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, and then, of course, you can find me on Twitter at ggeorge759. Okay. You can find both of us, however, at our website, thecellcast.podbean.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you will find links to listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Apple, and Google Play. Yes. And I said iTunes earlier. I meant Apple Podcasts. Yes. Anyway, uh... Also, there you will find a link to join our closed Facebook group. Mm-hmm. We keep it closed to keep the bugs out. Yeah, the toxic bugs out. The toxic and the toxic forest. Yeah, we don't we don't need any toxicity in that group. Yeah. Toxic love, toxic rain. <laughs> That's not how it goes at all. <laughs> um, you can also email us at thecellcast.pop. The Cellcast Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And uh, keep in mind every time you hear us say the Cellcast, that is with a single L mm-hmm. in Cell. And so if you have any like comments or anything you want to, like a movie you might want to recommend in the future, be like just, you know, post it to our social media links. Mm-hmm. And we do have a Twitter. Yes, we do have a Twitter at cast underscore Cell. All right. And so if you do have any suggestions or you want to rank, or give us your personal opinion about a past film or a film we're doing or just a film you really enjoy or maybe a suggestion or two hit us up on social media 
And so if you like, if you like our, like, if you like our podcast, you like what I do, uh, like what we do, sorry, like, like, blah. If you like what we do here, give us a like, share us, share us with a friend or two, or 20 or 30, and, uh, you know, 30. and, you know, get the words, get the words spreading about, mm-hmm. you know, what we do here, and, you know, get this community, community to grow further and further and further to where we can, you know, you know, have a community of, or as I like to say it, uh, like a cell nation. Yes. So, and we're not asking y'all to do all the work. We are doing things to yes. get our name out there. That's part of the reason the, uh, the page, I started the Facebook page. I'm going to be doing my best to post something daily. Yeah. It might just be a stupid meme. Oh, yeah. Like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, those are always fun. Those are, yeah. And I'll admit, yeah, that's mostly what I know Opera from is Bugs Bunny cartoons. Uh, <laughs> of course. So, uh, yeah, just keep a, go ahead and please go and like us on that page because the more likes we get, the more chances that will be suggested to, uh, other people and mm-hmm. you know invite you can invite them to like too I believe yeah so yeah getting people to like our Facebook page will hopefully get them to listen to the show which may get them in the group so that we can then be one big happy community yeah of animation nerds yes so I think that's going to be it unless you can think of anything else I think you can alright well this has been Drew this is Jacob and we will catch you in the next frame time on One day, everything changed. I'm not sure how I survived. I was all alone. It looks like a body. Well, the way you fell from the sky, I thought that maybe you were an angel or something. What? Yeah, I had to catch you. It's Laputa, a floating island. An island that floats in the sky? Yep. Most people think it's just a legend, but my dad actually saw it. Nobody believed him. I am going to prove that my dad was no liar. Look, my stone's glowing. It's been in my family as long as I can remember. That crystal is extremely powerful. Mighty, come back here! There are pirates chasing us, and the army's right behind them. I want that crystal! Somebody's got to protect your friend. Hmm? It's my fault getting you mixed up in all of this. Are you kidding? This is the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. You've bungled things, sir. And now I must fix them. I wonder who that guy is and what he's doing with the army. And to try to use the crystal's power for selfish reasons will bring great unhappiness. You know, the odds are against you. They simply don't understand. The same technology that kept Laputa airborne also made it a major power that once dominated the entire planet. Shoot anyone who resists! What will we do? Come on. Beyond that cloud is a floating city that no one here on Earth believes exists. We're going in! 
have an emergency. Hands up! The way to Lacuna has been open! Arrest him! Please let me come with you. I need to save her. I'm telling oh, you, this thing oh. is alive! Stop it! You're destroying everything! Listen, we can understand.